news out of the obstacle racing scene want to stay up to date on the freshest info the latest podiums and hear interviews with the who's who and ocr well you've come to the wrong place well some of that you'll find here but we're not the media this is not orm ocm ocrm orcm this is ocr talk Hello, this is Jason Dupree with OCR Talk. This is episode 53 or something like that. Uh, I, as you can see, am in a new place here. Uh, trying out some different stuff, trying out a new platform, and uh, the studio obviously is not real. And you can see here, obviously, I'm not really here. But uh, we got, uh, you know, just moved in, so we got some janky signs. Oh, wrong way. Janky signs going on down below. Special, extra special day today because I am interviewing somebody for the first time. While we've had guests on the show, we've always said, you know, OCR Talk is not a interview show. There's a reason behind this one, and we're going to get into it. My, my guest is, uh, I'm going to go ahead and show the guest real quick. Back it out here. Look at my whole studio. Oh, no. I got, the, <laughs> I got you on too soon. Hang on. Got to show a quick little. I was I was gonna try and intro intro you like this, and I messed it up. This is my guest. That's uh, we're gonna see in just a second here. It's hard to do all the stuff by yourself. Here we go. Look at this guy running. Dude running with his dog. This is who we're gonna be talking to. If he was too fast and you couldn't tell who that was, we do have him on the other screen here. That is. Nick Riker over there. Nick, how's it going? Oh, I'm with my dog. Well, oh, I'm the good, dog's you? with you too. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna sling this over to another screen so we can uh, see both of us nice and nice and well. There we go. All right. Forget the studio. Don't need all that, dude. You are driving to where? Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. Yee. Yeah. <laughs> From. Illinois, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, so that, uh, in Nashville, you said... Three-hour drive. Right on. That's not too bad. That's like driving from here in Dallas to Houston. We've got a little bit of spotty connection, it looks like. So we're just going to be, you know, seeing this come and go. But Nick's driving from Dallas. Oh, shoot. <laughs> driving from Illinois down to um, to Nashville to see his brother. And... Um, until he comes back, that's about all I know. <laughs> Driving with the... I'm sorry, man. That's all right. We didn't, we didn't know. I got to my hot spot. Hot spot on your... Well, if you're using... Just no, I have a hot spot. Oh, like a... I have a hot spot, like a little um, portable like a hot thing. spot, like, like a dot. Yeah. Would that give you a better connection, you think? Yeah. VR connect. <laughs> it's good for a bit, and then... Yeah, I yeah, if you want to try and do do what you can on your side, I don't think there's really much I can do for you on your on, on this side. I think it's just because you're driving along, maybe. Who knows what kind of connection you got going on in, uh, in Illinois? 
or in North Tennessee. Maybe that's your problem. Well, uh, Anna's not with us today. This is just me and Nick just uh, trying something out, as I tend to do. Nick is just frozen away. I see a sliver of my video. It's not it's too hot. Got my piece of plywood in the background there. Got a painted some, <laughs> painted the show name on, which is not really painted. It's just Photoshop. I'm just going to sit here and talk to Nick's frozen picture. Uh, Nick, I believe, he is an up-and-coming fast dude, as we saw from that video, and he's a uh, Spartan teamed it for a split second, which I'm hoping we get to talk to him about, but we'll see. We'll see if it uh, stays connected or not. What can we do, Nick? We were talking for a minute before. Oh, he disconnected completely now. He must be going to try it again. Well, uh, I guess I'll go back into my, my studio. Let's uh, do a quick fade here. Oh, he's back. Hey. You hear me? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> hey, there you are. All right, cool. Nice. All right. Um, so, yeah, you're driving down to Nashville to, you said you see your brother. Yes. Um, he was down there. He bought a house not too long ago. Um, we're going to build a porch for his house. Neither one of us know how to fix anything or build stuff, but we're going to try it out. Ah, uh, sounds like a good learning opportunity. You, you're frozen again. Yeah. You're uh, a fast dude, as we saw from that video. What, uh, you're like in your mid-twenties, right? Not quite mid-twenties? Yeah, I'm, did you ask how old I, oh. You're young Yeah, I'm fella. 24 years old. Um, yeah, I mean, you see it. If you're in the Discord, you see everybody makes fun of me because I live at home. I'm a young guy living yeah. at home still. Um, but yeah, young dude, I guess, in the OCR world. So did you know about OCR when you were still in high school? I want to say I we kind of did. I remember in a technology class, I remember seeing like a Spartan Race video, but I didn't really... I, I've heard about it, but I didn't want to really learn and go and like learn there was actual races till I was like a sophomore in college. Yeah. So yeah. what was your first one? My first one was March of 2016 down in Atlanta at the Conyers International Race Park. I signed up for the Elite Heat, and it did not go well. Um, I got like 90th place um, for my first race, filled three obstacles. I finished like a half an hour behind Robert Killian in a four-mile race, <laughs> I remember. I I. I th it seems like that's kind of typical for people's first races. You know, you may be a, been a runner, maybe even lifted weights and stuff, but when you don't have technique, you just don't know. So it just kind of kicks everybody yeah. in the teeth. Yeah, I went to junior college for cross country and track on a full ride, so I just really thought like I was going to be fine, like the running aspect. Even though I, like it was a year after I was out of running collegiately and I wasn't training. Um, like I was back when I was running full time as a college athlete, but um, yeah, it definitely kicked my butt. <laughs> um, how was uh running in uh high school and doing track and all that stuff? What did, you say you did cross country? Yeah, so in high school I was a uh, four sport athlete. I was cross country, basketball, baseball, and track all four years. Um, that was a lot of fun. I, um, my main sport was, my best sport was definitely running by far. I was just like your typical, like average high school athlete, you know, um, I got my junior, 
cross country. There's, you know, there's 200 kids that ran the state. I got a hundredth place. So I'm, I'm a pretty average athlete, uh, average basketball player in baseball. Um, I, I love baseball the most. I just could not hit a curveball to save my life. But, uh, I was pretty good outfielder. And then, uh, track was probably, I mean, again, running was my best, but, uh, when I ended the spring, track and baseball at the same time. So I actually was the first one in my high school to like be a four sport athlete. And I had to sign a contract, like, which was my priority in the spring, which was baseball. So the only time I can go to a track meet was when we didn't have a baseball game or if the conference meet for track, if it, I got to skip that baseball game. So I only got to do like three or four track meets a year. I didn't, and I never really practiced because I had baseball practices. Um, I didn't really run on my own. I wasn't dedicated then, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Like I was the first one to have to sign a contract for it, actually. <laughs> so when you got into OCR, what made you decide to? I guess, did you jump from like having a really bad first race to just picking it up right away? Or did it take you a minute to feel like you were worth running with I, the elites? Um, you know, those, a lot of people say, those saying are, it's like by your third race, if you don't get it or like, no, like you can see the potential in it, you probably won't. So like my third race, my, so my second race, I went back to Atlanta exactly a year later. And I actually trained for it a little bit and I got 14th. So I jumped like almost, I jumped over 70 positions better. Uh, and I was like in the top five till I missed my spear. And then by my third race, I got third place at the Fort Campbell, um, sprint. So that really made me think like there's something here. And I still wasn't training like that hard for the race when I got third place. I mean, there was not a lot of people there, but I still showed up and I got on the podium my third time. So. That's when I kind of started taking it more seriously. I didn't, I didn't race again until 2018 after the 2017 third place at Fort Campbell. But yeah, it was, I mean, it took probably about a year and a half after my first race when I thought like I can actually, I, I didn't think this was going to be my path in life. You know, I thought I was like done being an athlete. Um, I ran, like I said, I ran collegiately, but I only ran for a year. My, um, college actually cut the cross country and track team due to budget reasons. And, um, so I just, I just really thought I was done being an athlete. I really did. And then like, I could not imagine my life taking off how it has right now. Like, I can see like, I'm just an average dude. Like I have, I have, an, I have my full time eight to four thirty job and stuff. I mean, I do live at home still, so I don't have a lot of responsibilities, but I didn't expect my life to be traveling all over the country on the weekends and, you know, signing a pro contract, I just never thought that was in the cards for me. So it did take me a while, but it's everything, all the all the trials of those bad rates I've had, it's definitely been worth it. I think it's amazing how people typically do that. Like you go maybe play sports in school. And obviously, if you're not top tier, then you don't really do much after that. And then, you know, like myself, you get out of shape. And then at some point, you're 30 something years old and realize that you need to do pick something up to not be out of shape. So you got lucky, just like a good timing, I think, to get out of high school. And then you said you did a little bit in college and, and then, uh, transfer, uh, transition right into something else. Um, is it, uh, I don't know. I guess it, it, it's a good, it's a good thing that happened. What do you think you would be doing if it wasn't for OCR? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I, I would still be just probably working my desk job, but I wouldn't, 
I would still be working out. I, I always loved the training in high school. I always did love working out. I'd probably just be lifting weights with my buddy Josh like I, I used to every day. I wouldn't – it's hard to tell what I would be doing right now just because I am like – I'm just so – I'm just so um like I'm only two years into my professional career as well. So I don't know. I'd probably be just chilling, not really like taking full advantage of my life. You know, I was working at a church camp in the summer times in college. And I don't know if I could have down the ministry route. Um, going to obstacle course racing kind of like stopped. I got, I'm still obviously, I'm, you know, a man of God, but like it, still, it stopped like the, um, the ministry route, I think. So I might have gone down that route if I didn't find racing again. How did the uh, Spartan pro team contract come about? <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? Well, what like, do you mean? They, like, um... they see you... Uh... <laughs> I mean, what is a pretty straightforward thing? They see you winning some races and like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, you know, I had a pretty good 2019 season and I actually I had a pretty good eight, 2018 season, I thought, too. Um, I didn't do any big races, but I thought I had a pretty good one. And I did not get on the pro team in 2019. And I was pretty, I, I wasn't expecting it to be on the pro team in 2019. But then I saw like half the people on there, like I beat them the year prior, like, and they never beat me. And I was like, okay, I got snubbed. Like, I don't know, I don't know who, um, picks this, but like, they're not looking at the actual results. They're just looking at the names and like, and like how they did in like in 2013 when their sport wasn't that big. And I really felt like I got, I really felt like I got snubbed. So like all 2019, like every single day and every single race, like, like again, I could be on the pro team. Or not. Like, but the fact that I didn't get asked, that really just like, that made like a sour taste on my mouth. So all 2019, it was every day, like, just prove Spartan wrong, prove everybody wrong. And then like, when I go do, when I go to a race, if I, I want to beat as many pro team members as possible. And like in 2019, like I beat way more than they beat me. So yeah, then they just final, and I, I did the, I did the hashtag, um, non, non Spartan pro team member. And I, I just did it once, and then people were just like, you need to keep doing it. And I did. And, like, I guess – and Spartan really noticed, you know, there's people, like, commenting, like, when I would get first or second, and, like, Spartan would post me on Instagram, and, like, is this kid going to get a pro team spot or something like that? Um, so, really, like, I, I hate being that guy just, like, saying, like, hey, I'm good. Like, I'm pretty good. Like, I'm good. Like, like I, try to, I try to at least be a little more humble than that, but – like I almost had to be because I didn't think my name was going to get out there. And, um, yeah, I just got an email one night, woke up and said, Hey, you made the pro team. Here's, we'll have a contract with you in a couple, couple weeks and you can sign it. If not, that's cool too. <clears throat> Wait for you to come back. Oh. oh, what the heck? There you go. Uh, so did you talk to anybody that deals with that stuff first? Was there any conversations or you just randomly got an email? So like, Yancey Culp, I work with him some, and I, I, get, I think he talked to them, like some of the people, um, be, on behalf of me. But I, I email regardless. I guess if I thought I wasn't getting in on the pro team after a, a solid 2019 year, if I wasn't going to get an email or something, I was going to be pretty shocked, and I think a lot of people were going to be pretty shocked. Um, so, yeah, I just kind of did my – I just hung back. Yancey did some talking, but he, but yeah, it all it all worked out at the end. So yeah, that's that's good. Uh, yeah, Yancey's a good dude. So it's uh, it makes sense. Uh, 
And then you got you got it what beginning of uh, 2020 or I guess at the end I don't know when they send it to you guys but uh, and then you raced Jacksonville for the first U.S. Uh, national series. Yeah, wait one second here. You cut you cut out there a little bit. Yeah. Um, can you ask that question again? Uh, so you got the contract. Yeah, I was trying to trying to. No worries. You got the contract towards the end of 2019 or early 2020. Did you race? 20, uh, you raced Jacksonville as a Spartan Pro? Yeah, I cut out, cut out still there. Um, Did you race Jacksonville as a Spartan Pro? I, I got the contract, the email. Can you say that again? Did you race Jacksonville as a Spartan Pro? I can't. I got plenty more testing to do to see if this is, if it's on your side or something on my side. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Let me connect to see here. I'm sorry, man. No worries. This is like I said. It's all new stuff for me, new platform. So it's all it's all testing. See if it works out. We'll see. But I got plenty more testing to do from here too. So this is good. Oh, he's just a black screen now. Yeah, it shows that he's trying to fix something here. There you go. There you are. I don't even know how many. I don't think. I feel like it doesn't give you many options on your side. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like resetting it or something. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear it. All right, so I'll ask the question again. Uh, did you race Jacksonville as a Spartan Pro? This is about working. He's cutting out so much. You're cutting out so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm connected to the Wi-Fi, too. Um, yeah. Uh, it might just be these platforms. It's something I need to tweak or something. I don't know. I'll find out. Um, did you race okay, Will you say something about Jacksonville? Yeah, did you race it as a Spartan Pro? <laughs> I hear Jacksonville and Spartan Pro. <laughs> Did you race there as a Spartan Pro? Yeah, yeah, I raced in Jacksonville as a Spartan Pro. Um, and yeah, Jacksonville was the first time I, I was I got to be considered a pro, I guess. Um, and you know that was a great race. Like I, I put all my, I'm putting all my chips in a bag, like all my whatever you coins in a bag, whatever the phrase is. Uh, that's probably not a phrase, but I was putting um, everything I had into the national series, and definitely Jacksonville. Um, you know, I'm I I'm not experienced enough like in the mountain races or the beast still kind of give me trouble. So I knew Jacksonville, Seattle, Montana. That's where I have to like, like especially Jacksonville, Seattle. That's where I have to like really make a big impact. And I came into Jacksonville like extremely fit, probably the the most fit I've ever been in my life. Um, you know, I set a five kpr just two weeks before that, so I knew I was ready. And um. You know, I I, I I was getting answer. Like I, I got to go to the pro the pro day they have before Jackson the day before Jacksonville and you just see just so many of these people that like I looked up to for these past two years. Um, you know, and I'm just talking to them and you know, I'm still like I'm still a big fan. Like it's like I'm I'm a I'm a an elite racer, pro racer. You know, I don't really look at myself as this big like big name or whatever, but like like I'm a huge fan of these people, but like at the same time, like I can race right next, like right beside them. So that's that's gonna like if we would have kept racing in 2020, that was it's gonna be a big like mental hurdle that I was gonna have like these people that I've looked up to for the past two years um, that I'm gonna be racing right next to them. And you know, so I went into Jacksonville extremely fit, and I went out with everybody. I mean, I was in the top five. Heading, I was in fifth or sixth place heading into the spear, and I just felt like I was still like I had like more to give in that race. I just 
if I was going to hit that spear, I knew I can get a top five or top six finish. And I just, it just, I just missed it by an inch to the left. <laughs> and, you know, I just, and I, I was real upset with myself. And, you know, that's far. Like people, like Aaron Newell missed a spear. And just his last race was at the 24 hour ultra race where he didn't miss a spear at all. And, and he didn't miss it even in the dark. So, like, you just, you, you miss an obstacle, you miss a spear every now and then. But, you know, luckily for us that race it wasn't a burpee penalty it was just a penalty loop so i just knew i was i was still in this race um i i i always say if i do something wrong in a race if i fail something i give myself about three seconds uh five seconds or something like that to be upset and then i, I just gotta get right back to work so that's what i did i got real upset for a couple seconds and then i got to the penalty loop i went right back to work you know i passed a couple people i got and i just sneaked right into 10th place um, that's a great way to handle it so yeah. Um, I mean, you got like, you know, like in road racing or cross country or trail, like if you get out of the lead or if you saw it like fading, um, and basically your race is done. Like if you're, if you're behind 60 seconds and you got a mile left in the race, like in a road race, like you're probably not going to catch that next guy unless they completely just fall apart. Um, and so like a lot of times in cross country or road racing, like when I've done it, like you kind of just like those mental, like when people get away or you just not having your best day, like you kind of just give up and like an OCR and Spartan, um, I, I mean, that's a perfect example. Like every time I do OCR Spartan, like if somebody gets away or if I'm not having my best day, like I just got to have a positive attitude because any, like any of those guys, any of them can slip up on an obstacle or they can get in, like, you know, like we run through a lot of technical terrain or whatever, they can twist an ankle or something like that. Like I don't want that to happen to anybody, but it could have happened. And um, then like you're right back into the race. Yeah, miss a spear, slip off. Like, the, you gotta have a po- you gotta have a positive attitude in Spartan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And in Spartan, have you raced many other obstacle races besides Spartan? I've done. Last year, I did four Savages. Love oh, nice. Savage. Um, a lot of fun of those. Definitely, those are definitely showing me that I gotta, I gotta get better. Just um, I have good grip strength, but I have to get better at like when I've never seen an obstacle before, like moving fluently through the obstacle. Because Spartan is just so like, like I have, I have everything down as Spartan. Like so, like Savage definitely taught me like I need to practice my obstacle game more. And then I've done so like I live, I live about an hour and a half from St. Louis, and St. Louis puts on. Like there's this one, um, there's this park, Hazelwood Park, and they put on some like A plus obstacle course races. I mean, they are they are some of the best I've done. And um, I mean, this past year, the, every winter they have a Valentine. It's called the Valentine's Massacre. It's two miles, and this year it was two miles with almost sixty obstacles, and like forty of them are grip intensive obstacles. So if you can make your way to St. Louis, um, follow Hazelwood. Um, park on Facebook and they they like release the dates of their obstacle horse races and like they are for just like like a small like, I mean it's 30 40 racers at max I mean they put on just as good as a race as anybody else does nice. do you like that kind of racing with the the heavy obstacle and yeah, like mandatory completion that kind of stuff yes and no um I mean my greatest strength is I, I am a runner um that is definitely by far my greatest strength and I come from a uh, a running background but like like i see myself as an obstacle course racer so like i do love when i like there's a bunch of obstacles back to back to back and see like okay like who's who's athletic who who has better grip strength who can think on their like think on the fly faster so 
Um, I do like it. Like Jacksonville was a good example. Like there was definitely sections where you can just get out and fly. I mean, we're going sub five minute pace. And then there were sections where like it was back to back to back obstacles. So like I do like a mixture of both. Definitely. Any plans to do like OCR worlds in uh, October? Yeah. Um, yeah, if they if they have it, um, yeah, um, I got we got a house with a bunch of um, bunch of guys I race with. We got a house, an Airbnb, so um, I haven't signed up. For, I haven't signed up for the races. Like we just got the Airbnb, like in like in early March before every, the pandemic started. Yeah. So um, so we're holding off on that, and I'm holding off to sign up. But if you know, we get to around September, like and like there or August, and they say we're still gonna have it. I'm like, yeah, I'll be out there. I don't like. I might get my butt kicked by those obstacles, but I'll be out there definitely. <laughs> yeah, I do love uh, racing there kind of stuff, and that's the kind of stuff I enjoy too. And you know, earlier you were talking about running with these guys, these elites that you've been watching all this time, and, and feeling like uh, not not like you don't belong, but just looking up to them and everything. Uh, I'm not even to the level that you are, but I can do that too. And that's one of the cool things about obstacle racing is that no matter where you are in the sport, you, it is, you get, you still get to share the same course with these people. Um, not really a question, just an observation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that is me. It. I mean, yeah. I mean like any, like I think OCR, like, like CrossFit or stuff like that, where like you can do the same workouts, you can feel how these people feel. Like it's, it's a cool experience. Like you get to like, yeah, you can play basketball with your friends, but you don't know what it's like to get, get dunked on, on by a seven foot, yeah, seven foot person, or like play with the same speed as those other people do. Right. Like obstacle course, like, so you have a pretty good idea of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, how did you handle <laughs> races getting canceled right away after uh, you know after feeling so fit at the beginning of the year? Um, it hurt a little bit. Honestly, I thought it was going to be one of those short pandemics, you know? <laughs> I honestly did. Like, I was, I remember every morning I read the news before I clock into work, I get on Google News, and um, I was seeing, like, China dealing with coronavirus, like, all throughout December and January, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's going to get over here. I really hope not. <laughs> um, but I was feeling like, like, when Seattle got cancer, that really hurt my heart. I mean, that really, that really hurt, because, um, like, I really thought Seattle was going to be my race, get top five at a national series race or even on a podium. Like, I just felt so confident. Um, and then when everything, like, I really just saw, like, we we're going to be like 30 to 45 days without races. I really thought. So I was keeping my fitness high. And then, um, and then I just started saying, oh, no, this is not going to be one of those short, this is not going to be short. This is going to be long. I, I, I did get injured. Um, Matt B. Davis's freaking um, ultra virus race. <laughs> I did get injured during that. Um, I was dealing. I was already dealing with like ankle pain, and that just didn't help at all. Mm. So um, yeah, I, I hurt some tendons in my ankle. But um, so I just like I was like you know I've been I've been going hard for like two years nonstop every every week every month for two years. I was like let me let me just take a break. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get this. I try to have a positive attitude. So I was like let's do this race like. Like a break from races, like let's try to make it a positive thing. Is just let's get the body ready. Let's get the body healing again. Let's focus on some other things because, like, I was waking up. I mean, before I was waking up every day, just like dialed in the train. Like at work, I was just thinking about racing. Like at the evening, I was just thinking about racing. I was like, let's 
let's like build like relationship with my family again and my friends and stuff <laughs> and um try to have like a positive attitude about it and like let's just because i mean we never we never like just slow down and just like think about like okay what's what are the important things in life so like like this is a good time like these past couple months let's slow down life's not all about racing or training let's do some other stuff that's more important let's get my ankle healthy and um now it's healthy and you know like we had just that race pass here in jacksonville and we might have races in august like let's i can keep i can get training again but like at first it was it was a heartbreak it really was but um you know, I try to try to make the best out of the worst possibilities, basically. Well, it, it seems like everybody eventually comes to learn that you do have to take, uh, you know, take time for rest, whether it be the mental burnout or the physical burnout. Uh, you do got to keep that from happening if you want to have a, a long career instead of just, you know, racing super hard for three years. It's a lot of people that quit after that kind of stuff. But so good to see that you're learning that. And then maybe it's because of the pandemic. But, you know, there's always a silver lining somewhere. Yeah, um, I mean, there has to, like, my dad, my dad's always been big on, like, you know, like, just, something's gonna get account, gonna come out of something always shitty. So, like, you just gotta have a good attitude, and that's what I've been trying to do. Good. And, um, and I've been seeing, like, you know, this pandemic, like, it might do a lot of good things, you know, I, I have been going out to eat, like, uh, some restaurants are open just outside, and I don't know if you have, like, you, you have the menus where you have to scan your phone, um, they have, like, the little, like the little scanners and you have to scan your phone on their table and then the menu pops up on your phone. I'm like, this is a great idea. We're, we're going to save trees. Yeah, no paper. Like, this, yeah, this is a great idea. And then like telemedicine, you know, I work in health insurance. So like we've been working around with um, telemedicine a lot. Nice. So like, you know, that's, that's going to be a real big thing. You know, I know it was in the past, like people can do it online, but now like, I don't think people always knew like you can do, telehealth and telemedicine like i think that's going to be a great thing that comes out of this and just um you know and people practicing better hygiene is going to come better out of this so like it's going to a lot of good things are going to come out yeah a lot of things i guess jumped on their uh time frame of when they might would have happened later on if it wasn't for this uh -huh. yeah. well um uh, <clears throat> i got one more question and then i'll let you uh get back on the road um <laughs> they mentioned you in the latest episode of uh Davis and Chase. I don't know if you listened to that show. <laughs> I did. I just listened to it this morning. Just just for a second, they mentioned you. Why was that? I don't know. I, I was. <laughs> I don't want to talk bad about anybody. <laughs> you know, I think I think Josh Chase is a fan of mine. I'm a fan of Josh Chase, so say he's always gonna. I, I think he's always gonna have my back, and I'll have his back. So I'll leave it at that. Um, maybe here this coming week, we'll we'll figure out really why or what's the hold up going on but um you know shout out to josh chase he's a good guy shout out to matt b davis he's a good guy as well he's got a lot of things on his plate you know um a lot of interviews i think everything's coming together at one time with crossfit and jacksonville going on so he's been trying to hustle hustle as well but um hopefully within this next week we'll find out why really yeah so you know the joke being uh just that he has interviewed you and just hasn't posted it yet. And I, I think that happens, especially with somebody like him who's doing a yeah. lot of interviews. He's probably got stuff, you know, in the hopper ready to go when things are slow. Yeah. And not that yeah. you deserve for things to be slow, but the way things are right now with CrossFit. Yeah. And it's not a knock that. Well, you know, we're just making, we're having good fun. But like, it was like, 
he posts on Instagram coming up soon. I was like, ah, cool, cool. And then it's just like a week, <laughs> over a week later, I was like, oh, well, CrossFit happened, Jacksonville happened. Maybe her release at this time at the next pandemic, maybe. I don't know. So I got you instead. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, just for fun, though. Um, but no, I'm, mm-hmm. I was glad to, to, that we got to do this. It gave me a reason to test out to this new platform. And I actually tweaked some settings and you hadn't dropped out since then. So that's good. Yeah, I like I like the um, the desk, the um, world news and you see whatever city behind you, some famous city. Um, yeah, and that, that was just a, a template. So I've got I've got that to play yeah, with. I, I can change what's in the the shot and everything. But yeah, I like the template. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is our first time talking outside of Discord, so that's cool. Nice meeting you this way. That's cool. You know, if anybody's an OCR honk, um, I hate to. I don't know if you want me to promote it, but join the Discord. I don't know the link, but OCR, um, I know it's uh, been bit.ly/ocrchat. That's it. Yeah. Sure. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, I don't get to talk about really obstacle course racing, like with people at work, nobody knows who that is. Or like, you know, my friends are kind of tired of me hearing it, talking about it. So it was a great place to just, you know, like we all get to be honks in there together. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Dude, I hope, uh, you know, whatever the next race happens to be that, uh, get to get out there. And if I see you, I'll make sure to come say, Hey, no, definitely. Else? Thanks, Jason. Anything else you want to share before you go? Nah. Now nah, we're good. We're good. Thank you, though. I appreciate okay. it. You're very welcome. Take it easy. Have right, a safe, have a good one. safe ride. Too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Oh, I didn't do that right. There we go. All right. Oh no, the the video's playing again of the dog running with the dog. There it goes. <laughs> All right. So that was our show. Let me turn off my title here. Where where'd it go? There it is. Um, thanks for watching. This is going to go up in podcast form as well. And because I didn't have Anna, I'm not going to do the giveaways yet. We're going to do that very soon. Can't wait to put a spinny wheel on the screen so you can see it. And there's going to be one name on it. It's going to be Sophia. I'm actually going to do two giveaways. So look forward to that. One, pretty sure Sophia's got in the bag. But the other one, we're going to put everybody's name in there who has, um, done a review. I don't know. I got a list of names of people that have interacted with us in the past. So thanks everybody that does. And, you know, pandemic's still going. Uh, world's kind of fighting each other and we're just going to keep on rolling with, uh, you know, as things come up. We've got, I don't think we're doing anything for the third ultravirus, but the toughest virtual race for Tough Mudder Toughest that got canceled. That's going to happen in August. 22nd, somewhere in there. We're going to be doing that for sure. And I don't know exactly what yet, but uh, it's overnight. So if you, you know, looking to stay up late one night, we'll have some content, whether it's us or OC or our report. So look forward to that. Maybe uh, we'll get a, a new sign for next time. And uh, I'll play around with these backgrounds and all this stuff and have Anna sitting. That would be cool. Have Anna sit at a table with me, even though we're not in the same place. That'd be pretty rad. Um, but that was really it really just did this to get Nick out there. And, um, this has been live on YouTube at at this moment. So it'll be up for, for watching later and I'm going to get the audio out and I'll go ahead and probably have a, an outro here. We'll just, uh, leave it at that and call it a day, I guess. Um, just give a, yeah, that's it. I'm just going to cut it there. Thanks for watching. Go check out OCR talk and OCR report on Facebook, Instagram. 
all those other places. And I'm going to end this stream right here. Oh, Sophia finally made it. And we mentioned you. So that's good. Um, take it easy. Have a great day. I don't know if this will end too soon if I cut it right now. So I'm going to let myself I'm gonna watch. I don't know what's going on with my camera. Anyway, I think that's the end. All right. Bye. You want to say hello? No. Bye.